All right, hey everyone, welcome back. It's Wilson with Inspired Beats and Alex with Inspired Beats here. And today we're bringing you another episode. The topic that we're going to be covering today is what to expect when you're making that transition from a VPSA or just a regular sales position at like an enterprise company like Oracle, Microsoft, one of these big guys, and you're going to like a five-person startup and you're taking this VPSA role, right? What can you expect? What are, uh, what are some of the challenges and, of course, the differences or the environment and how do you get things up and running? What are your thoughts on this, Alex? Well, there are a bunch of differences, right? Um, enterprise salespeople, as, as we probably found out doing a lot of startup sales, enterprise people have it really, really easy compared to what's, what you're going to have <laughs> happen to you in a startup. Right, right. Uh, the first thing that we want to talk about is lack of inbound leads. Right. So let's say you're at Microsoft or one of these bigger Fortune 500 companies. A lot of times they're a very established business. They have their sales process in place. They have these training programs. And most of these training programs revolve around how to deal with existing leads, right? So you have uh, inside sales teams where they just go on like a campus and they go back and forth with deals. It's, it's not like startup where you're hounding down on emails every day doing the follow-up using all these sales hacks that we have. Uh, that we always advise people to do uh, and all these creative tactics to try and close the deal, right? Most of the time, they're just 9 to 5. They get, they get in the office, 9 o'clock, boom, you know, start doing their emails, start getting on the phones, and uh, they already have all these leads to work with. But when you're joining a new startup, chances are they either just raise money or they're probably still bootstrapped and they don't have that much inbound leads that the brand isn't that big. So first thing you need to expect is there's not that much about leads to deal right. with. Which could be pretty frustrating, especially if you're like a more senior director or VP of sales. You're going to probably have to spend time prospecting now. That's just something that, that you're going to have to get used to. You're going to have to find leads. You're going to have to learn how to send cold emails if you haven't done it in a while. and you know, Or use someone like InspireBeats to do them both for you. But you're going to have to hustle pretty hard, at least in the beginning. Definitely. So one of the funny stories is that one of our customers, uh, he... Uh, he's a VP of sales. His name is Ben. I'm not going to mention his com- company, but he uh, he reached out to me uh, earlier this year, and he's like, yeah, man, I just took up this VP of sales role. I come from uh, a sales role from Google, and he's like, every day I'm just here sending out like 100 LinkedIn <laughs> messages, uh, connecting with these random people on LinkedIn, and I don't know if that's what I should be doing. He's like, this is not the shit that VP of sales should be doing, Right. I'm like, definitely not, Matt. <laughs> right? You should build out that not. team. Just come come yeah, over to Inspire Beats. Yeah, yeah, just use us. <laughs> but um, definitely, like, he was having a hard time because he wasn't used to that environment. He said at Google, there was a ton of leads to work with. People already signed up with the service. They had a really good uh, software in the back end to qualify the leads so they know exactly which leads they should be reaching out to, which ones are the ones that go buy the most from more, like, you know, uh, brands and companies that are more well-known, right? So they get to be selective. And when he was in this new startup where he just got in and he's like, okay, now I'm working with all these random ass companies I never, ever heard of. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if I should be reaching out to them. I don't know how to approach them. So I'm just like randomly connecting with people on LinkedIn. Right. Which actually brings us to the next point, which is at Google, he had a sales process, right? Everything was buttoned up. At a startup, you're creating a sales process from scratch. So you just outlined a bunch of stuff, right? Reaching out, doing cold emailing. Um, your friend Ben wasn't told to do all that. He's having to figure that out on right. his own. 
And that's something you're going to have to do when you start at a startup. You're not going to, the founder most of the time isn't going to know like what's been working. Yeah. And it gets really frustrating because initially when you first take on this role, you're super excited. And then you're like, okay, now I have to do this list building. Now I have to do the lead research. I have to connect with a thousand people on LinkedIn. I have to send code emails. And he probably doesn't even know he has to do follow-ups, right? Because, <laughs> you know, Google, you get so many leads, you call them once, they're not, they ignore you. Okay, well, I'll move on to the next one, right? My pipeline is filled. I'm swamped. So uh, that's another thing that you have to be um, that you have to be kind of careful of is that when you enter a startup environment, you're on hustle mode, right? You're you're definitely you have to build out that process. You have to build out that thing, and you want to learn as fast as you can. But I guarantee it that you will learn more in a rapid going startup running VPSAOs than you would ever in your probably your entire career. Uh, as like you know somewhere in Microsoft or Google. So let's say that guy from Oracle or from Google uh, just got his job. What are some like good blogs or some good resources to read? Right, Saster is a good one. Saster is a very good one, especially if you're selling SaaS products, right? Um, I would I would definitely read like um, Sales Hackers blog. I love Sales Hackers blog. Uh, Close IO, you know, with Steli. Uh, he has a really great blogs, and I would just uh, read a lot of books, um, listen to a lot of podcasts, because podcasts is where the startup people are at, right? You don't see enterprise people doing podcasts, right? When, when was the last time you saw, like, Oracle probably doing it, right? <laughs> Larry yeah. Ellison on a podcast. Uh, that would be pretty cool. I'll, I'll listen to I it. I would listen right? to that, yeah. too. Yeah. But day. he doesn't. Why Any isn't day. he doing that? Right, so listen to podcasts. Uh, podcasts will give you a lot of tactics. Um, take our sales course, right? Our, our free sales hack course, right, where you can learn 10 sales hacks in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things you can do, but you just want to get out there, start talking to people, start networking and being out there and just start learning quickly, right? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. You're going to have to learn a lot and work a lot harder than you did uh, in enterprise, which is good. Um, another thing, though, that a lot of people don't realize is moving from enterprise, which is an established system, to a startup, it gives you a lot of freedom. Um, and it leads to a lot of VP of sales turnover, right? Because it makes it really easy to either succeed wildly, right, if you do the work, or fail uh, horribly and get fired immediately. Definitely. That's why you should never, ever go in for just a paycheck, mm-hmm. right? Don't ever join a startup just for a paycheck. You want to go in for the learning experience, for the ride journey, for the rough journey that you're going to be going through, and it's, it's going to be a journey, right? You're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be an adventure. So um, one thing you definitely would be expecting is, a lot of late nights, a lot of weekends. Um, no, this is not 9 to 5. You don't shut off the computer at 5, right? All the people that we interact with that are VPSAOs, you see them responding to emails at 11 p.m. You see them sending you LinkedIn messages at, like, midnight. And these guys are doing their thing, right? They're trying to learn. They're trying to get things going. And holidays, too. You're not going to get Christmas. You're not really going to get a full weekend for a while. Right. Some companies take it off, but... Uh, it could be downtime, but doesn't mean that you're not, you can, there's a lot of things you can do. So another thing to expect is make sure that there's always going to be work to do. Yeah. Right. Um, another thing is limited resources, especially if you're a solo VP of sales, like you're someone new. Um, it means you're going to have to start leveraging tools like uh, CRMs or maybe even a company like Inspire Beats. You're going to have to really do some research to figure out how you can use your limited sales time uh, the mo- in the most effective way. Right, definitely, because uh, a lot of times you're you're going to be one wanting to ramp up on new tools, so you want to know exactly what is the industry's best, or matter of fact, it's not just the industry best, but what works best for your current situation, right? How to increase productivity. You know, what are some of the tools that, that you recommend for that type of situation? Uh, so CRMs to start. I'm a big fan of Streak. You actually recommended that to right. me uh, a couple weeks ago, and I've been onboarding on that. It's a CRM that lets you track things directly in Gmail. 
Um, the coolest thing about it, especially if you're sending a lot of outbound emails, it's got a section in sent that's called awaiting reply. And basically you can click awaiting reply and you can see um, who's read your email but not replied and you can just follow up right there. It's super amazing. Right, there's so many of these little things that you can do, right? And uh, maybe maybe at a bigger company, you're used to using these complex CRMs. Well, when you're moving to a startup and you're creating that yourself, do you really want to go with a complex CRM? Or do you want to just go back to basics and start with something simple, right? So those are the little things you have to figure out. You have to figure out what works best for your team. Let's say you hire one or two people. What works best for just those three, four man sales teams, you know? versus Salesforce. You, know, you might not need to use Salesforce. Salesforce might be overcomplicated and overpriced for what you are, right? So you have a small budget. Now use that budget wisely and see how you can you know, kind of advance forward. But you're going to have a lot of funds learning new tools. Every new VP of sales that come from an enterprise company to a startup, they will always tell me that they love, love the journey because every day they're learning more than they learned in college. <laughs> they're like, man, I'm testing out these new tools. I didn't know that there was a demo tool. I didn't know there was Uber conference. I didn't even know there was a tool for me to easily connect with uh, on the phone and show them a demo. It's like, it's just amazing. Right? So you're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That also brings up a bigger point. You're figuring everything out. Like uh, when your first conference call is booked, you might have to use your cell phone or just call them directly and like... Uh, jerry-rig a bunch of calls together on your iPhone or something because you haven't thought of Uber conference yet. Like, there's a lot of moments like that that are going to happen that uh, could embarrass someone who's more senior, right? Because it's just something you're not used to at, at Google. Everything's so smooth. Definitely. That brings us to the next thing is that you're going to have a lot of deadlines, mm-hmm. right? So you might spend all this time trying out new tools, but that's not really reportable, right? You can't go to the CEO and say, hey, dude, uh, this month... I, I did a lot of work. You know, <laughs> I researched a hundred different CRMs <laughs> to see which I one worked. I think I have one that yeah. might be good. I think I have the best follow-up too, you know, for, <laughs> for, the, for the productivities on emails. But you're going to have a lot of deadlines. Startup is a very, very rapid growing company, right? So startups, we need to hit a certain goal so that they either need to raise the next round or they need to hit the quotas, they need to recruit, they need cash flow. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be dealing with probably a lot smaller deal size, but... There's deadlines. It also means, yeah, it means you're going to have to work a lot faster. So if you're coming from an environment, I know I was in larger enterprise sales before. Wilson, you have a background in that too. Um, You were talking about how one of your companies took seven months to close. Uh, When I was doing mobile apps, it was three, four months per company. Um, You don't have time for those kind of sales processes when you're sales, especially if you're in the early stages and you're only making commission or something like that. Like you're going to have to really hustle to shorten that sales cycle and get revenue like however you can. Right. So let's quickly talk about that. Let's say it's your first three months at the uh, enterprise mobile app company. How did it feel when it took you only, I mean, when it took you like three months to close a deal? (laughs) It was, so it was a roller coaster, right? Because like the first deal at that company, it did take me like three, four months to close. And the entire time, everybody on the team was doubting the hire, right? They're like, oh, maybe this guy's not good, right? It's taking forever. Um, and eventually, it did come in. And I was the top-selling salesperson at that company <laughs> that year. Sounds painful. It does. Those three months, it was, it was like, uh, yeah, it was like being in hell. <laughs> it sounds painful. But yeah, pretty much you're going to be seeing a lot of shorter sales cycles, a lot of shorter sales process. And a lot of times, you, you just have to keep figuring out which one works the best for you and how to reduce that sales time. There's a lot of sales hacks you can apply. Uh, make sure you just test out which one works best for your type of product and your type of service or your company. Yeah, especially when you're brand new, right? You don't know what's going to work. You might have to go through a whole customized proposal process, right? Or you might be able to just list prices on a website and sell direct. You don't know, right? And you won't know until you do a bunch of cold emailing, talk to a bunch of people, and 
start working through the sales cycle. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's it for this one. You can follow me on Twitter at WilsonPang8, and you can also follow Alex at Alex Merman on Twitter. Uh, check out InspiredBeats.com if you're looking for qualified leads or an outbound sales solution. We'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks.